ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I will be preaching twice, but we're also going to, um, meaning that we're going to have our uh, devotional and prayer time first. Always remember, my dear friends, <clears throat> the power of effectiveness comes down from the Father of Lights. By the way, let me share a little thing that God showed me today. That in this world of darkness, you need light and sight. Uh, those of you who are my age, around my age, you have learned that with your bare eyes, <laughs> you need some light in the darkness. <laughs> oh yes, get you a flashlight or something. A flashlight comes in handy when you get my age. When you're in the darkness at night, when you're reaching for your glasses. <laughs> when you don't have light and you don't have sight, you got a problem. You have a problem, my friend. But see, God is the one who has the light. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. And he gives you sight as well. So depend upon God, my friends. But devotional time is your power time. Prayer time, reading the Bible time, meditating on the word of God, hearing what saints of old have written down in devotionals that they've had with the Lord. And I mean that, the, the saints of old, the folks who are closer to the early church, closer to those early years. <clears throat> so, the devotional hour is truly the hour of power. It has always been that. And I, and the Lord is just showing me right now while I'm standing here with you. Can you hear me good? Can you hear me good in the back? Through the earphones. Uh, that one of the reasons why the church is under chastisement and rebuke, and quite frankly, I believe Jesus Christ has spewed out of his mouth most of the church as we know it today. Uh, bec happened because people forsook the most important hour of the day, devotional time. Back in, uh, no wonder Charles Spurgeon and those guys had so much power. They had devotional time in the family, at the house. They had church in the morning and in the evening. 
That's why Charles Haddon Spurgeon calls his book Morning and Evening. He has two devotionals per day. That's why we started it uh, 400, 500 days ago, Daniqua, and uh, uh, we have not gotten through it yet. He said, well, if the Lord tarries is coming and you live, what are you going to do when you finish it? I don't know if we're going to finish it, uh, but when we do, if we do, we're going to start all over again. It's that rich because it's based upon the Bible. I don't know about you, but I have learned from God down through the years. The power is in his word, not yours and mine or some man who wrote a book. It's in the word of God. <clears throat> I thank God that God gave me the privilege to raise all of my children myself. And you know what I uh, I give them in the morning uh, and, and at night and sometimes in the middle of the day. I'm kind of mixing it, mixing it up this month. And uh, the first thing they hear, the first thing they get from me, yes, I say I love you. I've always said I love you to my children. Uh, but the, the first thing they get before all of that is the Word of God or a portion of the Word of God. And every day, uh, my daughter, my baby daughter, by the way, Danielle, every day, early in the morning, she sends out a massive devotional that even uses my oldest daughter's uh, devotional works on Thanksgiving and on prayer. Uh, in it as well as what I put in it, what I have given her and, and and she's faithful to that task and it's truly a blessing to my heart and it's available to the whole family <coughs> if you uh, you don't have a father sending you something like that uh, 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 let us know and will include you uh, if you're not a get, if you're not getting a, a great devotional reminder uh, and that's all you'll get you won't get any phone calls from us or any extra texts uh, you just get this huge reminder my daughter will send it out to you to be a blessing to you it may be some personal things in there sometimes, but it's all right. We, we have nothing to hide. Ladies and gentlemen, my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, my family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, uh, and evangelistic service family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White, the third 
president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 646, where I read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. Tonight, my beloved, we are reading the Song of Solomon, chapter 6, verses 8 through 13. The Song of Solomon, shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Lord, for being the Father of lights. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for being the light of the world in this dark dark world in which we live. And uh, Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word, and for all of the millions, the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. down through the years. I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, mental and physical, protection and provision, financial and material blessings that you have miraculously and mercifully bestowed upon so such wretched and undeserving people as we are. Holy Father, God, help us to always keep it real with you. For you have shown us real love, mercy, and grace that is beyond our capacity to understand. And Holy Father, God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. pray that you would have continual mercy and grace upon us who name the name of Christ those of us who are born again and saved during this 
time and period in life. <coughs> in my family, in this country, and around the globe. For Jesus Christ's sake, Lord, please have mercy and grace upon us. And forgive us of our sins, our failures, and our faults. Help us all to truly, those of us who are saved in my family, in this country, and around the globe, to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins <clears throat> and to get back to you our first love. And Lord God in heaven, I pray that you deliver me and everybody who's saved in my family, in this audience, in this country, and around the globe, who's been washed in the blood of Christ, Lord, deliver us tonight from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to change, to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, <coughs> the power, and the glory. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would save the lost souls in my family, for I would love to see them go to heaven. Uh, Lord, even though we may have differences down here, Lord, I know you have it all taken care of up there. If they would believe in you, lay aside their pride and their stubbornness and humble themselves down and uh, and uh, uh, renounce as I had to do uh, religious activities of the past which is seemingly anathema with uh, folk in the religious community because they have attached themselves to religious activity and not truly believing in you and repenting of their sins. For you died for our sins. You did not die for us to continue in sin and call it grace. You died to save us from sin that causes us to go to hell. And so therefore you want us to re repent and you let us know in no uncertain terms that if you love me, keep my commandments. Why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say? And so Holy Father God, we thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who packed the most in a period of three and a half years than anybody in the history of the world, and who accomplished the most and we give you the glory, praise, and honor. I pray, Holy Father God, on this Wednesday night uh, that, you, that my wife, Marika White, would humble herself, renounce what religious activities she has done in her past, and truly believe in you and come to know you as Savior. I pray that also for her mother, for her aunts, and uh, 
her siblings, I believe her sister Diane may have trusted your Savior according to her testimony. I pray for my mother and my sisters as well and other family members who uh, are religious as I was until you saved my soul by your grace. And Lord God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ that, Lord, you would save everybody's soul in this audience, around the world, in this country. Revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick. Lord, if they do it the way you want, if they do what you want them to do. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, that you would comfort the millions, Lord, who are really hurting tonight from the coronavirus plague still. Uh, uh, someone said the cases are going down a little bit, but the deaths are going up. That is a strange phenomenon. And uh, war and hurricanes and calamities and fear and loneliness, people are dying and hurting from so many things. Lord, help them to realize to call on you, for you're the only somebody who can comfort them in the way they need to be comforted. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight that you would prepare us, Lord, for good days and bad days. Prepare us, Lord, for celebrations and tragedies. By the way, Lord, thank you for the uh, celebrations during the Jewish holidays this past year. Thank you for the birthday celebration with my uh, youngest daughter and my youngest son. And Lord, I look forward to the birthday celebration with uh, my daughter Daniqua Grace in a few days. And Lord, I pray that you'll help all of us to make this month a great month. The devil is fighting us hard, as always, during this time. And, uh, uh, and I pray that everybody would not allow the devil to gain an advantage over us during these uh, difficult days and in a month that he thinks is his, but he is deceived. And I praise you, Lord, and I thank you. And I, at the same time, will not be shocked at the attacks. I know that our sweet evangelical uh, Protestant Catholic brethren think that the Christian life, if it is truly blessed, has no problems, and that's just a lie straight out of hell from the devil. Uh, but so many people still believe it. But Paul, as we will see tonight, rejoiced in tribulations and, and, and difficulties and affirmities and so forth. Infirmities and so forth. And we should too. And realize that we're still being blessed. For you said, Lord Jesus Christ, uh, in this world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. 
I have overcome the world. And so, Lord, thank you for your promise and thank you for your holy word and help us to follow you. And, uh, Lord, prepare us for weddings and funerals. Uh, and all of these things are, can be difficult. And, Lord, uh, uh, as you know, uh, even a wedding can be difficult. And, Lord, I pray that you prepare us also for life and death. For death is coming our way just like it's coming uh, in the lives of so many other people. And we need to accept it. And we need to prepare for it in every way. Help us to do so. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight that for those who are filled with care and worry and anxiety and troubles and problems and fears, Lord, lift all of their burdens tonight. If they are saved and born again and washed in the blood of the Lamb, all of us who believe in you and who are born again and saved, lift all of our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, guilt of sin, if we're willing to confess our sins and repent, and fill us, Lord, with your peace that passes all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart even tonight. And Holy Father God, I pray that, Lord, you would deliver us from all uh, tribulations, distresses, afflictions, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, intentions. Lord, if you have finished using those wonderful things in our lives to break us, to make us, and to mold us, to crush us down to the ground, to crucify us, so that we will realize what Paul had to learn and realize, and he taught us that your grace is sufficient for us and that we should lean on you and not lean on ourselves or others. And Holy Father God, uh, I pray, Lord, tonight that you will deliver each and every one of us who name the name of Christ from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, troubles and difficulties that we're facing. We cast all care upon you, Lord, for we know that you care for us. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you so much for remembering mercy and grace in the midst of chastisement and rebuke, uh, Lord, and punishment upon such wicked, evil, and ungodly people, first in the church and then in the world, for all of our good. You have been very good to us, but Lord, we must recognize that when you chastise us and rebuke us and punish us, it's for our good too. And so, Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight, I thank you for all of my children who have helped me in the ministry down through the years even when their mother did not want to they stood with me and they are still standing with me even tonight and Holy Father God I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will bless them for doing that and uh, Lord uh, 
the special project that I have asked them to take care of. I pray that you will give them great wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and insight, and strength to do that in a beautiful fashion and way, and that it would bring about the um, uh, the proper uh, effect and uh, desires. And Lord, I do pray that you will bless it and prosper it and use it and anoint it. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. that you will protect all of my children, not only physically, but spiritually and mentally uh, and emotionally uh, in this sin-cursed world. And I thank you so much that you gave me the privilege to raise them according to your holy word. And what a blessing it was and a blessing it is. And I uh, pray and I know that there are devils as I have explained to them, devils, devilish people in churches, in the family, and in the church, and in the world who would like to soil them and, and destroy them and uh, make them do evil like they uh, are doing. So, And all they're going to do is laugh at them. And they're never going to be their true friends or family members or church members. Uh, and I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that they will understand what I had to understand is that this world is not our home and this world is not going to love us and care for us the way uh, we think they should uh, and we're never going to feel a part of people who are full of hell and the devil and evil. And some are going to get hurt by them instead of protect themselves from them. I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for Danny, Daniel, Danita, Danae, Daniqua, Daniel, Ezekiel, Danielle, Elizabeth, Duran, Danielle, and Quasia. Lord, save all of my children. I believe uh, that they are all saved. I am concerned about a couple, but I do pray that you will help them all to examine themselves and make sure that they be in the faith so that we can have a grand old time in heaven at the divine reset. And Lord, I pray the same for all of the people who are with us tonight, all of the people who are um, uh, who will be with us uh, across the country and around the globe alive and on demand and Holy Father God I pray that uh, you will protect them all and, and all of the people in this country who are saved and around the globe surround us with your protection tonight a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. And uh, Lord, place upon us the whole arm of God.
Cover us and cleanse us in the precious blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow on the inside. And Lord, I do pray that, Lord, you would help us tonight to have everything we do and say to be done for your glory, praise, and honor and for the lifting up of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, for the salvation of the lost. Help them to hear the gospel and be saved. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake, amen. Song of Solomon, the Song of Solomon, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, men and women, in the words of David Jeremiah, I guess he has realized we do not have many gentlemen or ladies anymore, so he just says, very frankly, when he's addressing a crowd, men and women. I like that. I guess he figured it out. We don't have uh, that anymore. But men and women, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, thus saith the Lord the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At the Song of Solomon, chapter 6, verses 8 through 13. And by the way, I hope all of you couples who are married the right way <clears throat> in holy matrimony, you have taken me up on my challenge to skip a meal and have sex with your spouse. There's nothing dirty about it. Get that out of your mind. There's nothing unclean about it. Uh, you think that way because you have a dirty mind and that uh, and you have an unclean spirit. That's why you think something that God, one of the greatest things that God gave uh, man and woman in this world and that brings about children into the world I know my wife and I we we, we uh, did our part in multiplying and replenishing the earth in our day and you do that by having sex don't be afraid of it Stop not talking about it like some of you have. Do it. God, com By the way, God commands you to do it. In the Old Testament and in the New Testament, once you get married, it is your duty 
to do that towards him and towards your spouse. There's nothing wrong with it. And I'm encouraging you to do it because we have too many people who are married who don't even have sex with each other. And that's why they are horny and always looking at somebody else. We got a whole lot of that going on and we've had a whole lot of that going on. We've had a whole lot of that going on rather in the church for many years. The coronavirus plague has uh, caused some of it to die down, but it's still there. The voice of my beloved, verse 8, the voice of my beloved, use some of this language, the voice of my beloved, or just listen to it, behold he cometh, leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. I don't know if anybody has ever done this, but I believe that some of you folks who have a hard time getting into the mood, uh, listen to this on tape for about a half an hour. Listen to the book of the Song of Solomon. My beloved is like a roe or a young heart. Behold, he standeth behind our wall. He looketh forth at the windows, showing himself through the lattice. My beloved spake and said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. For, lo, the winter is past. The rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth. The time of the singing of birds is come. And the voice of the turtle is heard in our land. The fig tree putteth forth her green figs. And the vines with the tender grape give a good smell. Arise, my love my fair one and come away glory be to God holy father God in heaven I praise you and I thank you for all of the bountiful gifts that you've given to mankind Lord only you could have created something like this something so beautiful something so powerful something so life giving something so uh, uh, interesting and something so powerful and satisfying that even the world has gone crazy over it. Sex. Love and sex. Uh, I give you the glory, praise, and honor for your magnificent blessings in Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen.
Woo-wee! Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members, my beloved. Uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense podcast episode number 1009, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary or some other respectable, reputable commentary or study Bible. My beloved, this podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the word of God and the giving of the sense of it, it is my prayer that the church would be revived and the world would be awakened so that they can be saved from the wrath of God to come and saved from the eternal burning hell by believing in what Jesus Christ said by believing in Jesus Christ and taking heed to the most important words ever spoken in the world to mankind in the history of the world. Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shalt be saved. The Bible says, And dear friend, if you are not saved tonight from hell, and you are not saved to heaven, if you do not have your eternal life insurance policy uh, squared away, where you have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, and have repented of your sins, you need to do that tonight, wherever you may be. Understand that you are a sinner. So is the Pope, so is the Dalai Lama, so is even Joel Osteen. And I am a sinner too. We are all sinners. We all have done evil in God's sight. By breaking His commandments, by lying, by stealing, lusting and coveting, 
dishonoring, disrespecting our parents. Dishonoring and disrespecting God by taking his holy name in vain. Committing adultery. Committing fornication. Committing homosexuality. Lesbianism. And many other sins that have been committed by people around the world. We all have sinned against God. The Bible says... For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible also said the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. We die because of our sin. If we do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in this life, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God, then that person will go to hell. People who do believe in Jesus Christ will go to heaven. For Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world according to John the Baptist. So if you believe in him, he has taken away your sin. If you don't believe in him, your sin remains and you go to hell. And Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. And sad to say, most preachers living today He preached more on hell than he did about heaven. And he made it clear that hell is a place of fire and burning and torment. That's how much God hates sin. That everybody who does not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of their sins will burn in hell forever. That is the reality. And so God wants you to understand that if he will allow you to die from this beautiful place that he has provided for us to stay, if you will, hotel earth, magnificent place, extraordinary, if he will allow you to die off of this beautiful place called earth, you need to understand that he will allow you, because it's your sins, you committed sins against him. And you sinned against not only his word, but you sinned against the conscience he put in you. His law is in your heart. Otherwise, why do we know that stealing is wrong, committing adultery is wrong, lying is wrong, we know it's wrong, it's, it's written in our hearts. Yet we skip over that and we still do it. So nobody is, nobody will have excuse 
you need to understand, my dear friend, and I, God has said it, Jesus has said it as lovingly as they can. It is a harsh reality, though. And I'm saying it as lovingly as I can. You're going to hell if you do not trust in Jesus Christ. And you can go to heaven if you do believe in him. The decision is your, yours. It's up to you. Jesus Christ said some people, love, I mean people love darkness rather than light. He is the light of the world, pardon me. And some people love the darkness of sin and evil more than they love light and coming to the light and confessing their sins and believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and repenting of their sins and obeying. That's what it boils down to. Jesus Christ said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So trust in the Lord. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Do what Jesus Christ said when he said, for God so loved the world. God loved you so much. He's given you all of these years to live. You could have been gone like the man who was singing a gospel song in his car. Somehow he um, took a video he was he put had a video going i don't know how he did that but then he ran into the back of a tractor trailer truck and died he was 23 years old just um finished uh, being a runner up and uh, american idol And he's dead and gone now. And the point that you need to take from this, that if that young young man could die like that at the age of 23, in the prime of his life, you can die too at any time. We don't know where death is. But death will catch up with each and every one of us. So get your eternal life insurance policy squared away right now by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible also says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So call on his name, believing in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God. That is the gospel. That is the good news. That is the only way you can be saved. You cannot get saved through church membership. You cannot get saved through working in the church. You cannot get saved through baptism or any religious activity. None of those things can save you. Otherwise, Jesus' death on the cross would be in vain, and his death was not in vain. It's all about him. Believe in him. Trust in him. Have faith in him. Depend upon him. So if you're ready to do that, let's pray the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, 
I realize and I admit that I am a wicked, evil sinner. And that I have done evil in your sight. I understand because of that, that there's no good thing that I can do to save myself. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who I truly believe suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power, Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. I believe your word, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. but have everlasting life. Lord Jesus Christ, come into my heart and I receive you into my spirit. Please fill me with your holy divine spirit and help me to change. Help me to turn from my evil wicked ways Help me to repent of my sins and help me to follow you in the newness of life. Even though others may mock me and uh, persecute me. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, in your heart that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God, and you prayed that prayer with me and called upon the Lord in sincerity, then may I say to you congratulations for doing the most important thing in life, for believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and calling on his name. Now to help you grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith and be a strong Christian disciple, please go to gospellightsociety.com and tap on my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. And Jesus Christ said, I am the door. The book is free of charge. Download it and begin reading it. And it will give you the instructions you need to grow in the faith. And also there's another book beside it titled How to Be Saved from Hell Straight from the Bible. Read that as well. You might want to read that first so that you can understand better what you did tonight. 
Also, email us. Our email is on the platform you're on tonight. Uh, or you can email me directly at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com. If you have a prayer request, send that in. We can also send you more materials. And anything you need as far as uh, spiritual strength and, strength and growth, uh, you can uh, uh, let us know. And also go to Gospel Light Society Podcasts. And there's a whole university and Bible college and seminary of information uh, available to you to grow thereby. Right now we're going to uh, resume our uh, Scripture in the Sense uh, podcast recording and service, the standing between the living and the dead service, if you will, already in progress. Tonight, my dear friends, we are reading Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 23, once again. Uh, here a little, there a little. And by the way, for those of you who prayed that prayer with me tonight and you believed in Jesus Christ, this is your first Bible study. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, that was Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 23. How comforting is the Word of God and the Holy Scriptures. Now here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it with the help of the Holy Ghost <clears throat> and with the help of the BKC, the Bible Knowledge Commentary of Dallas Theological Seminary edited by Dr. Walford and Dr. Zuck. 
the fact that Jesus was born of Mary only as indicated in the genealogical record demanded further explanation if you will Matthew's explanation can best be understood in the light of Hebrew marriage customs marriages were arranged for individuals by parents and contracts were negotiated marriage was taken very seriously among the Israelites and may I just say here that God wants all children to have a father and a mother for God put Joseph and I'm, I'm just sharing this from how the Lord is giving it to me right now and Mary in this um, uh, this particular situation where there could have been many questions and many issues because as we all know Jesus Christ was virgin born yet he God provided God is the father of Jesus Christ make no mistake about it but he provided uh, a stepfather for his son that says a lot about the importance of the father the human father in the home I feel like turning around and shouting one minute God just dropped that into my spirit. I've never thought about that before in my life. And as all God called preachers know, uh, uh, that's special when God does that. So I want you to understand that. That the Father is important. God provides, God is Jesus' Father. But God provided, and, and he could have raised Jesus without the human father. My friends, he could have done that. He, he's done this. He does, he does it all the time. And he's very good at it. But he, he, he God wants all children to have a father and a mother. So let me just emphasize that with you people tonight. He provided a father for his son. He didn't have to do that, but he did it from 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 the jump. From the get up. I mean, he was he was he was there with Mary. Huh? <laughs> and let me tell you, some of you proud, independent, angry, mad women out there, if you can get married to a man who's never been married before, you better go ahead on and do that because Joseph helped Mary and that was not even his baby. Let me turn around. Because I feel like shouting. <laughs> Uh, uh, woo!
Huh? Some, huh? Some of you women think you mighty, might, mighty man, and all of that. You, you need to humble yourself down and 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 calm yourself down, and 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 pray for a husband to help you because you're gonna need him. God provided Mary a husband, a man. Thank God he was a man of great understanding. <laughs> because. Wow. He chose the right one. But he provided a stepfather for his son in this world. He is the father. Make no mistake about it. This is my father's world. Okay. And some of you wives out there who going around telling your children and your girlfriend you, you can do bad by yourself. You better try to hold on to that man because... Uh, somebody else will get them, and 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 uh, and, uh, and 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 will receive the blessings of your husband. Uh, you mighty mites are something else. I mean, even Mary had a husband, and obviously she didn't need a husband because she was already with child. A divine child from uh, from heaven, and they were put in a. I mean, I, I'm not saying God put them in a predicament, but humanly speaking, they were in a predicament because you know it's questions. And see, and then I, as I think about this, because I'm still preaching a series on how that Jesus's family and friends. Uh, turned on him now that I think about it that might have been I don't know no I, I don't know but that might have been one of the reasons why that city the city folk and the people he were raised around really didn't think that much of him because there might have been some words you know down in the hood well, nobody knows who the daddy is of that child. Huh? They say, you know, I heard that it was God, you know, and all of that. But come on. This is how they're going to look. Now, I'm just telling you. Come on now. Huh? You know, he looked like a regular child to me. Huh? Come on now. What? No, hush, hush. Don't say anything about it. I, I, they, they thought of, they thought of his family as very lowly. It's regular. We know Mary. We know Joe. We know the children. Why? Ah, and you know what happened back in yonder? You know, some, uh, I don't know, some of you men around here. What, what, what have y'all done? We, you know, you heard this. You heard some things. You know, we heard some things down through the years. I wonder if they had there was a stigma to the family because of what because of this. I don't know. It's not a stigma now, but I don't know. And I, I ask these questions uh, advisedly and respectfully. After this was accomplished. The individuals were considered married and were called husband and wife. 
And by the way, if God has blessed you to get married with a partner who has never been married before, that is a blessing indeed. Don't poo-poo on that. I know the woke world is against it. The demonic spirit of wokeism is against it, hates it. But God still loves it. And, and, and anybody with any sense loves it. My wife and I would be considered uh, a, a couple that has a bad marriage. Uh, but my wife knows and God knows I've enjoyed myself. I, I, I wouldn't give it up for anything in the world. I enjoy, I've enjoyed family life very much. And I would recommend to you men to stop being a pansy and submissive to your wife and enjoy the married life. If she wants to be angry and bitter and uh, contrary, so be it. You know, but you don't have to be unhappy. If you're the man, you're the, you're the one in charge. You ought to be very happy. So even if you're in a so-called bad marriage, marriage is wonderful. It is beautiful. And I'm with uh, Sister Burr, Cameron, Candace Burr, uh, Candace Cameron Burr. I'm with her and her husband. That uh, even though they've been married a long time, they enjoy their married life. I think her, their, her children are grown too. And you ought to enjoy yours. Stop uh, being mad all the time and enjoy what God has blessed you with. Marriage is a blessing. We see that here with Joseph and Mary, the Son of God, and the Son of God. Marriage and family is a blessing. You can go through life bitter and angry and mad and sad and, and, and mean as the devil all you want to. That's, that's your business. But what God made is good. They did not, however, begin to live together. Instead, the woman continued to live with her parents and the man with his for one year. The waiting period was to demonstrate the faithfulness of the pledge of purity given concerning the bride. If she was found to be with child in this period, she obviously was not pure. Obviously, obviously. See, this is what I'm telling you. That this is a predicament. And most people would not ha handle this predicament well. Most men. Joseph was chosen by God to handle this predicament. Most men, I would say 99%, would say, I don't want to hear that. Ninety-nine percent. Joseph is by himself, I believe, with all of my heart. I don't know of any other man who would go, go along this plan, <laughs> this program. I don't know of any man. So how about you, preacher? You seem to be a good man, not Danny B. Uh-uh. No, I would not have. I would not have. I was not going to. I wouldn't have been the one. I would not have been the one. Don't, don't, don't think that highly of me. Because, uh-uh, I, I, no, I, I don't want to hear it. 
You say you conceive the baby of God, woman. Is that what you telling? <laughs> is that what you telling me? You think I'm crazy? I was born in the night, but I was not born last night. I'm up. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> see, see, see how you. I, I'm just telling you the truth. I would not. I would not have walked one step with that woman. No. But Joseph did. Thank God for Joseph. And I have said it before. We do have some men who, uh, who have more of the spirit of Joseph. You know, there's a few men who have the spirit of Joseph. They wouldn't do that. But they, 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 uh, they will do some other things, you know, that I wouldn't do. Uh, but, you know. We thank God for them. She obviously, she obviously was not pure, but had been involved in an unfaithful sexual relationship. And we say these things advisedly and humbly and respectfully. Because we, we have to deal with the reality, this was a predicament. Hello. Therefore, the marriage could be annulled. Null and void. You won't be marrying me. And let me just say this right here for all you single mothers out there. Big and bad and proud. God did not want Mary to be a single mother. Because, see, the marriage bed... Uh, marriage is honorable in all. Okay? Marriage is honorable. It's honorable. See, this is why I tell you, I I, I, I really don't want no young man, 30 years old, he's, he doesn't have a girlfriend, not engaged, around me. Call himself working with me. No, I don't. I don't. A young lady, fine. A young man, no. As I'm concerned, there's something wrong with you. All these fine women out here. And after all of these years, the women are still coming out fine. They still they still look beautiful. And you 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 a single man, you 30 years old, you don't have a girlfriend, you don't have a ring anywhere that belongs to a woman. Uh, that, that you're trying to get married to, you take care of that first, see, before you come around me. I, I, I don't trust you. I can handle a, a single woman, uh, but uh, I don't want no single man around me like that. All these women out here, man, what's wrong with you? What is the problem? I'm talking to some of you young men who have not had sex in over a year. They got the studies on you. I don't know how they got the studies. They got the research on you. What is the problem? Get you one. Okay? And marry her. Notice that uh, God did not want Jesus, his son, to have a mother who is considered a single mother. God took care of the marriage thing. 
God came down from heaven and told Joseph, look here. This is the situation. I want you to, but I want you to be her husband. I want you to do this for me. Huh? We need young uh, men and women to get married again. Now that's a quote. If you put that quote on Twitter, it'll travel all over the world. Some will be disgusted with it, and some will be happy about it. And some will be mad as fire about it. It doesn't matter. But it's true. We need for young men and young women to get married. Siblings are not to be living with one another for a long period of time. The goal is to get married, get your own place, and move on out. It's okay. It's fine. It's how God designed it. If, however, the one year waiting period demonstrated the purity uh, of the bride, the husband would then go to the house of the bride's parents and in a grand processional march lead his bride back to his home. Glory be to God. There they would begin to live together as husband and wife and consummate their marriage physically through, guess what? You guessed it, sex. Matthew's story should be read with this background in mind. Mary and Joseph were in the one-year waiting period when Mary was found to be with child. Huh? See how structured this is? See, therefore, how much of a predicament this is? This is a situation. This is a real situation. And not like how we do up in here, you know, how we do in the hood and as far as marriage and all of that. We don't have no long processional. We don't have any waiting period that much. And it's not for that reason. We, we call it engagement, but it's not for that reason. To make sure the woman is pure. It's for other reasons. In fact, it's, it's, it's for the reason to have sex before you get married, for in, in many cases. They had never had sexual intercourse, and Mary herself had been faithful. Now watch this. Now, I, I, I don't want to get too deep into this. I don't want to get too deep into this. Because some of this will rock your world. You can have sex with your wife if she's pregnant. I know that to be a fact. And it's some of the best sex you'll ever have. But let me just help. I don't want to get too deep in that. Because some of you folks can't handle that. But let me tell you something. Joseph didn't touch Mary. Now you talk about a gentleman. And I don't care who you, you are. You know Joseph was a man. He's not God. He, he was not God. He was not Jesus. Jesus was in the womb. He wasn't the son of God. And so he's a human being. And I can assure you, 
I say respectfully, I say advisedly that he might have had a question or two. My wife of over 34 years, her, she was the most beautiful and the prettiest and the finest and the fattest she ever was when she was pregnant. I was more turned on by her sometimes while she was pregnant than even before. So, that's hard, my dear friend, for a man to not touch. Can I get an amen, men? You know what I'm talking about. Oh, no. I mean, you talk about voluptuous. That's hard. That's hard for a husband. This is my wife, and, I, and I'm still not going to touch her because of what is going on here, and, and, and God bless his heart. While little is said about Joseph, one can imagine how his heart must have broken as a human being as a man he genuinely loved mary because he you must understand now if there ever was a virtuous woman come on now brothers and sisters men and women in the words of dr david jeremiah you men and women come on now you know now if there ever was huh? what i can't hear you if there ever was a virtuous woman her name is Mary you got that right I mean she was a lovable woman see now let me just help you all a little bit some of you women out here in this world today you're not lovable the man wants to love you but you're not lovable okay so he's got to handle you another way uh, you said, well, uh, uh, well, all women ought to be lovable. Well, now you, you, you ought, you ought to be. Uh, uh, all women ought to be loved, but all women are not lovable. That means you have a sweet, quiet, meek and quiet spirit. Amen. You're not a nagger. I didn't say nigger. I said you're not a nagger. <laughs> N-A-G-G-E-R. You don't nag. You're not a constant complainer. You're not a witch. I saw a man tonight. He's had some problems. He's called himself a prophet and everything. He's had some serious problems. But this month he's doing a series, a 21-day series. On how to pray away witchcraft. I said, now that, now he's got a title right there. Now I, I doubt he's going to treat it right, but he, how to pray away witchcraft. Some of you women act like witches. You're proud. You're stubborn. You're rebellious. Huh? Mean, hateful. Always complaining, always whining, always crying, always lying, and never happy about anything. And your husband, watch this, your husband Joseph, all of the, all of the men who are Joseph's out there. 
some of you, you good men, there are some good men like that too. They want to do something good for you. I'm telling you the truth, people, women. I'm telling you the truth. They know it. They, they, but see, they know they can't do it for you because you don't appreciate it. Huh? Because yeah, you're, not, you're not like Mary. See, now when Joseph bought her some flowers, she appreciated it all day long, a whole week long. She talked about that. She had a humble, pure heart. Huh? Joseph never had to handle, manhandle Mary. Probably never got angry at Mary. See, see, let me tell you something. Joseph, yes, he was a believer in God. God would not have picked him to be the stepfather of Jesus if he was not a believer in him, in God. God knew his heart. God knew he was a good man. And I don't know. Maybe God waited that long, you know, from Abraham all the way up to the birth of Jesus, to the time of his birth, because he, he couldn't find a man like Joseph, couldn't find a woman like Mary. I don't know. I don't know. A long time, though. But let me tell you something else about Joseph. In the words of an Alabama woman, Joseph loved that woman, buddy. That's another reason why. And let me tell you something. When a man loves a woman, he'll do some things. Hmm? Yes, sirree. Not only did he love God, he was still a human being. He was a man and had some questions. Huh? He had some, I don't care what you say. These people were not angels. But he, 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 he feared God and he respected God and he went ahead and did this for God. But he, uh, he, he, he did it for Mary too. He loved that woman. He loved that woman. She was a sweet, she was a sweet thing. For real. She was special now. And he knew it. When a, when a man loves a woman, now, I mean, Joseph, he, he loved God, he feared God, but he loved him some Mary, too. He had to love Mary. He had to love Mary. He was not a robot. That man loved that woman. And yet the word came that she was pregnant. She was with child. His love for her was demonstrated by his actions. I love this woman. If I have to go through this shame, this embarrassment. I mean, I, I, I say this advisedly. I say this respectfully now. Don't come at me. <laughs> Don't come at me. I'm telling you what. I'm trying to keep the human part in here. Huh? This was a human being. This was a man. And men are jealous for somebody especially like Mary. 
He chose not to create a public scandal by exposing her and putting her away, uh, exposing her condition to the judges at the city gate. Who knows, they probably would have stoned her to death, according to the law. Such an act could have resulted in Mary's death by stoning. Lord have mercy on us. This is deep. Instead, he decided to divorce her quietly to, 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 uh, you know, to separate from her, to annul this marriage quietly. Then in a dream, here comes God. An angel told Joseph that Mary's condition was not caused by another man. You need to calm down. <laughs> Woo! But through the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the child Mary carried in her womb, sir, was a unique child. For he would be a son whom Joseph should name Jesus. For he would save his people from their sins. I'm about ready to have a Baptist costal fit. Do you hear me? These words must, how can you have a Baptist costal fit at a simple Bible study? A devotional Bible study that. That's God for you. These words must have brought to Joseph's mind the promises of God to provide salvation through the new covenant. The new covenant. Are we good? Right here. The unnamed angel also told Joseph that this was in keeping with God's eternal plan for the prophet Isaiah had declared, the prophet, listen to the prophet now, the prophet had declared 7,000 years, pardon me, I'm getting carried away, <clears throat> I'm, I'm getting carried away, let me calm down. The Isaiah, the prophet, had declared 700 years before that the virgin will be with child. I know Joseph had to go and search the scriptures. What? While Old Testament scholars dispute whether the Hebrew Alma should be rendered young woman or virgin, God clearly intended it here to mean virgin as implied by the Greek word Parthenos. She was a virgin. Not just a young woman who's already been in the bed with somebody. No, 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 no. The Son of God can't come through her. Mary's miraculous conception fulfilled Isaiah's prophecy to a T, and her son would truly be Emmanuel, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. I'm about to have a Baptist costal fit. I can't take it. It's too much. This is too much, man. See, this is why people shout. They, the body can't take 
this. This is too much. God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. In light of this declaration, Joseph was not to be afraid to take Mary into his home. Bring her into your home, Joseph. God is setting it up. He's making sure that his son, he is the father, but he's making sure, making sure that his son has a stepfather, a father figure uh, in the human realm uh, to be, to raise this son of God, the son of God. This is deep, people. I, I, this is hard. This is hard. This will make your cup overflow. If you're saved, see. And by the way, I, I feel like sometimes I had this thought today. I ought to call our church the unpopular church. You know why? Because all I'm going to do is unpopular things. All we're going to do here and all I'm going to give you, I'm not going to give you what you want. I'm going to give you what you need. You got that? I'm not here to tickle your ears. I'm going to pray. I'm not here to entertain you like the churches have been doing, the pastors have been doing for the past 30, 40, 50, 60 years. I'm going to give you what you need. We're going to pray. And I'm going to pray as long as God leads me to pray. <clears throat> I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to teach the Bible. I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to preach the whole counsel of God. And if you want to come, come. If you're saved, you'll stay and appreciate it. If you are not saved, you're not going to like it. Because I'm not here to entertain you. I'm not here to tickle your ears. This is what you need right here. And if this does not excite you, uh, there's something wrong with your salvation. See, much of the church over the past 100 years has been built upon personalities and not prayer and the Word of God when the Apostle said, I'm going to give myself to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. There would be misunderstanding in the community, like I told you, and much gossip in the community as well. And, I, and see, as I told you, <clears throat> no one of the, <clears throat> the people that where he was raised did not think much of Jesus because they didn't think much of the family. <clears throat> because of this. See, sometimes when bad things happen at the beginning of your family, it carries through, carries on, and people never forget it. Even though they're evil as the devil, and their, ma and their marriages and families are shot to hell. But they, they're going to remember way back what happened. <clears throat> That's just, just human nature. But Joseph knew the true story of Mary's pregnancy and God's will for his life. My, my, my. My beloved friends, I can almost tell you now that I will not be preaching the uh, Wednesday night prayer meeting tonight because that right there uh, was very powerful and blessed of the Lord. I, I, I don't know. I may, 
I may try to do it, but probably not. And so, ladies and gentlemen, let's pray before we move on to the next segment. Holy Father God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word that says, For God so loved the world that you gave your only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. In light of this passage, in light of this message and lesson tonight, Thank you, Holy Father God, for granting me the energy, the strength, the unction, and the anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your Holy Gospel. Already tonight as well. And uh, Lord, I pray that you will help us uh, to deal with this next lesson and to pray for others. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Now we move to the uh, what I call the family segment and to what I have dubbed the family verses. These are the commandments of God to all family members. We spend three days in each section Today, this is the second day of the section on the wife, uh, that God, where God speaks to the wife. It's very uh, uh, apropos because we just got through speaking about the greatest mother, greatest woman, greatest wife in the world, in the history of the world the mother of Jesus. Wow. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 22-24 God speaks to the wives. Okay wives don't go to the bathroom now. Don't get up now. Don't you have to go and clean the and wash the dishes. Don't get up now and and, and Talking about you have to go do something. Stay right there. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. And you have to do that through the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, and by choice. Okay? These things do not just happen. God has to be involved, Jesus has to be involved, the Holy Ghost has to be involved, and your will has to be involved. Because see, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, if you're saved, will impact your will down deep down up in there. Okay? So, and, and it should be consistent. Uh, Tom Brady's wife, and I, I feel I, I feel sad for them. And I I've always I always thought he should have never um, 
once he retired, he should have stayed retired. Not 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 because his wife wanted to, but because he should have. And for him to move into this year and then try to quarterback a team to the Super Bowl again, which is not going well, with the love of his life out there, uh, is is that the team needs to be praying that they get that together because that's going to mess with his mind. But she said something today. She retweeted something or um, whatever they do. <coughs> um, which is a good statement, but it's, it's bad for them. She said, you can't be in a committed relationship with an inconsistent partner, which is a slap at him but it goes both ways it doesn't it people we we have men who are faithful and committed and uh, consistent more consistent than the wife is in this world now you know you're not supposed to say anything about the wife you're not supposed to say preach anything negative about women don't you know that boy huh don't you know that in America, in the uh, good old USA, you're not supposed to say anything negative about the woman. And most men, most women, most children have been trained. Oh, oh he's in trouble for saying that. No, I ain't, I'm not worried about that at all. I've never been in trouble with my wife to the point where she's going to hold withhold sex from me and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't believe in that. Thank God she doesn't either, because that's not going to work with me. See, oh, he going to be punished. He going to sleep on the couch. I am. I'm going to sleep in my bed. She may sleep on the couch. I'm going to sleep in my bed. I don't know what you're talking about. But that's what men have been taught. That's what men have been trained to do. Don't say anything negative about the woman. Don't say anything negative about her. Why not? It goes both ways. There are men who are committed and faithful and uh, consistent. And there are women who are not consistent. They're up and down. The man does not know what he's going to get that day. By the way, let me tell you this. I don't know why I have not been doing it. The devotional service which you're in right now is going to go, um, it's going to happen every day if the Lord Tarras is coming and we live. Uh, I have to preach three other sermons throughout the week. And, uh, if the Lord tarries is coming and we live in next Wednesday, I'm not going to try to do this again. I will be preaching at 11 o'clock, the devotional service, and then I'll be preaching the prayer meeting service on Wednesday night. Okay? And that's what most of you come for on Wednesday night. Many of you have been with us for hundreds of Wednesday night services. And so... 
uh, that's what, by the grace of God, I'm going to do next Wednesday. I know the devil is going to try to stop me. And I'm going to do that on Sunday. This coming Sunday, I'm going to preach the devotional service Sunday night, which I have been doing. I'm going to preach the sermon of the day. Saturday, I really don't want to do this on Saturday. I may just do back-to-back on Saturday, but maybe I'll try to do that then too. But that's just be too much. But anyway, uh, everybody needs to be consistent, the husband and the wife. And, and this really has to come from each individual. No more of this lying mess that sweet evangelicals and sweet Protestants and sweet Baptists and sweet uh, Catholics you must understand not counting the Catholics the sweet evangelicals influence the charismatics too they influence all groups this is why I'm so hard on them they know who they are and they influence all groups through their books and their tapes and all of the things that they operate and own uh, so, but uh, here's what has happened. Uh, we have people uh, buying into this foolishness that your wife's behavior is contingent on what you do as the husband. That's a lie out of hell. That's why, that's why God gave these verses. He dealt with each person in the family separately. He didn't say what the books say, the evangelical writers uh, in their books say. That now, now men, if you, if you do this, your wife will do this. Or <coughs> uh, men... Uh, uh, if you uh, uh, do this for your wife and this for your wife and that for your wife then she'll respond right that is a lie out of hell first of, first of all nobody likes to be um, uh, what is the word uh, nobody likes to be um, uh, uh, played like that and put it that way and, and 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 especially women, they don't want to. Uh, they think you read a book somewhere, you heard a preacher say something, you're doing this only because of that. They don't care. They don't care anything about that. Pandered to is what I wanted to say. They don't want that. You think they want that because you have been lied to by pastors and sweet evangelicals and their many books on marriage, and half of them are divorced. And remarried. And they're writing books on how to make the second marriage happy. And there's no way that's going to be happy. It's going to be a mess. It, it will be a constant funeral. A constant embarrassment. What kind of person are you who thinks that foolishness? Okay. If you do, if you do this, gentlemen, men, if you do this, then she's going to do this. See. 
she'll she'll act better towards you if you do this. That is a lie to hell. Don't you cannot play that game. It's not going to work. And then you got uh, men telling why you do this. Uh, he'll do this. No. It's not contingent upon what you do. It's not contingent upon what she does. Uh, a man ought to be consistent and faithful uh, and uh, committed to the relationship no matter what the wife does in God's sight because each person is going to answer to God for themselves. The husband and the father will answer for the entire family but mommy and daddy will answer to God for themselves on what they did. And that's why husbands don't be afraid to say negative things to your wife if you have to. Don't be afraid to rebuke your wife when she's doing evil things that's causing your blood pressure to rise and is causing problems with the children. Don't do that. Because what's going to happen is, that's why so many men, they, when they said they, when they, like my parents used to say when they were coming, when we were growing up, I had it up to here with you. That is a dangerous place to place your hand at when they say, when somebody said, I had it up to here with you. You are pain in the neck. Huh? When the hand go up here, that means it's not too much further to go. And that 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 when when they say that that means that for the past twenty years I've been sick and tired of this mess and I've never said anything to you about it because I read an evangelical's book. But I'm sick of it. <laughs> that's when you, that's when people blow up, and they want to hurt somebody, they want to kill somebody. See, that's what's happening too. Don't don't ever let it get to that point. If you do not want your wife to pass gas in the bed under the covers and then lie about it, you better tell her early on that you don't play that. <laughs> Look at you. Anyway, verse 23, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Okay, so Christ is the head of the church, and guess what, husbands? God made you the head of the wife and the family. Guess what, wives? You you would do well to submit to your husband because you would be submitting to Christ. Okay, uh, you say preach it now. Haven't you preached on this many times before? I preach on it. I preach on the family every day. You know why? Because the family is in so much trouble. Don't get mad at me. Your families are your families are jacked up. Your marriage is jacked up, and that makes the family jacked up, and makes the church jacked up. That's why the church can't handle anything now. That's why the church is filled with guess who? A bunch of individuals, single individuals, straggling in. We love you. Thank God for you. But what happened to your family? Where's your family at? Oh, they're in California. You live in Texas. They're in California with their mama. 
or with the daddy and their and, and their other significant other jacked up tore up from the flow up and we have pastors who just don't even want to deal with that they just want you to show up ready to pay your money they don't care anything about your family being shot to hell and you're lying in the bed after church services in a fetal position depressed defeated disgusted stripped of your children and your family and too proud to try to get it right and to apologize for the evil you did so why do I preach on the family that's why pastors families are jacked up and messed up pastors wives are in rebellion against their own uh, husband in the church and they teach the other women to be so I tell you honey I rule the roots in my house that, that, all that see all that behind the scenes see Girl, I say what I want to say, and I do what I want. I, I, I don't care anything about that. I don't care anything about that Daniel White the third. He makes me sick anyway. Glory be to God. Let's pray for you, and let's pray for others right now. We'll be back tomorrow night. If the Lord tarries is coming and we live. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will help every family to get it together based upon your holy word and just uh, some prayer and just a little rather, rather complete obedience to your holy word in the marriage life or in the married life and in the family can make a world of difference because your word is right and Holy Father God, we pray for all people who name the name of Christ that you would have mercy and grace upon each and every one of us and please forgive us, Lord, of our sins of disobedience to your great commandment and your great commission. And Holy Father God, I pray that you will help us to repent of our sins and Holy Father God I also pray uh, tonight for the millions who are hurting from the coronavirus plague and other plagues and other diseases and other matters war hurricanes comfort them as only you can draw them to yourself for salvation and we pray tonight for a few by name as we have for going on 900 services. Lord, we pray for the family and friends of Massachusetts resident John Goddard. We pray for the family and friends of Florida resident Ivan Cotton Vale. We pray for the family and friends of Rhode Island resident Therese, Therese Lambert. And we pray, Holy Father God, for all of the prayer requests as we pray for PTK. Please help him to fear you and give him wisdom. And Lord, we pray that you will uh, 
save his soul and help him to repent of his sins. We also pray for Zaitar. Please save his soul, help him to repent of his sins, deliver him, his sisters, and his daughter from overeating, and help them to have healthy relationships with food that is favored by you. We pray, Lord, for Pastor Bushibi. Thank you for the great services that you're giving to all of their churches, for the souls that are being saved, for the Christians who are being revived and healed and delivered. Please bless and provide for the widows. Please bless the youth seminar. Uh, give them revival and bless the revivals and the open-air evangelistic services. Please provide them with the uh, tin uh, roof uh, that they need for the church uh, at Nazanda. Save the witch doctors who are trying to hinder them from serving you. And Lord, we pray now for all of the people who have gotten saved through uh, this ministry and the preaching of the gospel across this pulpit. Help them all to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith. We pray not only for these by name, but the thousands of others who have trusted in you down through the years. We pray for Julian, Hazel, Nathan, Alexis, and Leah. We pray also, Lord, for the people who have recommitted their lives to you. Uh, and help them to grow in the faith as well. Not only these who are listed tonight, but those who have uh, the thousands who have done the same. We pray for Joy. We pray for Helena. And Lord, we pray for Karen. We pray, Lord, for Megan. And we pray for Christine. And Lord, we commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in our lives. And uh, we commit our lives in your hands as well. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. <laughs>